Great to have your company. Plenty of uh, commentary and texts uh, on the text line about uh, the Rose Hill uh, track this morning. We've heard the news break overnight, uh, the ATC's proposal to the New South Wales government about the possible sale of Rose Hill Gardens to provide some more information on that. The chairman of the Australian Turf Club, Peter McGoran, is on the line for a chat. How are you this morning, Peter? Um, Overwhelmed. I understand that you would be. (laughs) How did the presser go this morning? Look... Very good. Um, we've been under non-disclosure agreements until late yesterday afternoon, so there's been very limited consultation outside the, the board of the ATC and senior staff, but now we'll be free to engage openly and fully with members and industry participants. Tell our audience about the proposal that the Australian Turf Club has put forward to government. Well, once... when. We've been making submissions to the state government for a long while now for a Metro West station at Rose Hill. When we lost some years ago, six or seven years ago, the heavy rail station at Rose Hill Gardens, it it affected the crowd attendance significantly and we've never recovered. And so we wanted a Metro West station because the Metro West line goes along James Roos Drive. The government told us that and, and through, through, through an independent audit inquiry process that you needed 40,000 uh, homes to justify the investment in a metro station. And there's development for Camellia Town around the boundaries of Rose Hill Gardens, but they wouldn't constitute even half that 40,000 requirement. It then occurred to us that if we developed Rose Hill Gardens for 25,000 dwellings, we'd be well over the the minimum to justify a metro station. And that was our approach to the government. And the existence of a metro station lifts the value uh, very significantly. If it weren't for the metro station, it wouldn't be worth our while. But it's impossible to say no to $5 billion dollars when we have such uh, other racetracks and a a potential racetrack. So I know there's tradition and history, uh, but sports need to invigorate. They need to financially secure their future. They need to offer world-class spectator facilities and for as well as training facilities. So we believed after careful consideration to explore uh, the rezoning and redevelopment of guard, uh, Rose Hill Gardens. And Peter, if it all goes through, what are some of the areas that you'd be looking at to build the, the new race course? The first and absolute priority is to build a new training centre of excellence at Horsley Park. And as the Premier knows, that's just non-negotiable um, for us. And I, I, having walked all over it, uh, there's plenty of land and there's bush trails and the like, and it's not at the expense of equestrian, it'll be co-location. So that's the first priority because our Rose Hill trainers need to be relocated. And, and as well, we, we, we want extra stables there to, to uh, grow the industry. And um, then Canterbury, well, that grandstand will be replaced. It's, it's old, it's cumbersome, and it locks away too much land that we can use to reconfigure the course proper. The, the, the Canterbury uh, 
course proper has not changed in dimensions since 1865 when it was first opened. I've, I've seen the early photos. It's exactly to, all, to the naked eye, at least, to exactly what it is today, and that's not satisfactory. So we'll make it a bigger track and have a purpose-built grandstand for spectators and members. Warwick Farm badly, badly needs... Uh, the removal of the existing old and and not fit for purpose grandstands. We can realign the track there to a certain extent. It's a very old track; doesn't even have it's not engineered and it has, doesn't even have drainage. And we and we want to also because there's some spare and there's a lot of spare land up uh, along the back straight. We want to put on course stabling there instead of um, the majority of the uh, 900 horses being trained at Warwick Farm are scattered throughout neighbouring, uh, close-by neighbourhoods. The Randwick stables uh, in, in a, are coming to the end of their life and won't be fit for purpose in a few years. If we don't have hundreds of millions of dollars to envisage uh, uh, Sydney racing in, in, in 50 years' time, then none of these major projects can possibly proceed. We should be spending $10 million a year on capital expenditure, and we spend less than half that just because we just don't have the funding, and Racing New South Wales looks after all of the industry, and they can't just be gifting us these giant slabs of money to build the QE stand and the wink stand and all of the poly tracks because that is obviously funding not available to provincial and country. We want to stand on our own and have our own financial sustainability. Absolutely, and you've covered off all the major points from your, your press release there as well. Um, one of your quotes that you put forward in that article as well was, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to secure racing uh, and the economic state of racing. Yes, yes, Luke, and historic um, opportunity is, is overused. But in this case, it almost doesn't do justice to the situation. Um, there's no other sporting organisation in Australia and possibly around the world where you'd have private capital of this significance and the opportunity. So even if we were to spend a significant portion of it, the rest is then invested uh, for the club and for racing. Everything goes to racing and racing infrastructure and of course we'll have discussions with Racing New South Wales, how we can benefit the industry as a whole. Peter, I thank you for um, explaining the situation and uh, providing us an update on it. It's uh, a big story. Thanks Luke. Appreciate there's, it. There's Peter McGoran, Chairman at the Australian Turf Club.